Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and, and the meditation of all our hearts would be acceptable in your sight. And Lord, if there is anything that is weighing on us or distracting us at this time, Lord, please give us grace to lay it aside that we may be attentive to you and what it is you want to accomplish this morning. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, so before uh, Christmas break, I, I made a rookie mistake. Most Fredericktonians here would be quite ashamed of me. And I'd like to say sorry. But what, what happened is that a man called, um, who was laid off of work um, from Tamath, and he said, can you please help me with Christmas dinner? And so we looked at the discretionary fund. I'm like, yes, we can help you with Christmas dinner. So uh, we went to the, I went to the grocery store, picked up some groceries for this guy, and um, came back here to the church, uh, got his address, and then put it into my map app and Siri was going to take me to his house. But I know where Tamath is, don't you? Right, so I went out the parking lot, and I turned right. And as I was going along there, uh, I was, the Siri told me, go up on the Ring Road, head towards Marysville. I'm like, what? No. And I kept going out Royal Road. It got back to uh, the, uh, the old folks' home there. Same thing, turn in here. I'm like, What's wrong with you, Siri? And I went past that, kept going, and then she gave me attitude. <laughs> and it, it's really worse with my Siri because I have her on the Irish version of Siri. So she's got a temper. <laughs> and all she would say was, proceed to root, proceed to root, proceed to root. So I had to pull over. I'm like, jeez. And I, I had to take my map, which is on my dashboard at this point, and I had to shrink it down so I could get the big picture. And I realized my mistake. My mistake, not Siri. Sorry, Siri. Um, I was going to Tay Creek because on my motorcycle, I ride up that way a lot and come back down the other side. But I never look at the road signs on the other side. I'm just going home. And so I realized, oh, Tamith is a different direction altogether. Sometimes we need to get the big picture to remind us how to go through the day-to-day, -day. right? <laughs> I was going to eventually get to Tamath. It just would have taken a heck of a lot longer to go up through Stanley and back the other way. Thank goodness that I was given some direction. In the letter to the Ephesians, um, it's big and complicated. How many people sort of zoned out while it was being read? There's a lot of words there, right? My friend Rob, he says that the opening of Ephesians is like a big word wall that smashes into you and you can't really take it all in at once. What's happening is that the author is like praising God for everything he's done, for the plan of rescue. And there's so much praise going on and then little snippets of why we're praising all through it. But it's the big picture. And all of Ephesians is basically saying, look at what God has done. So how are we to live? And so we're going to look at this today because, uh, man, I'm, I'm glad 2021 is gone. Betty White dying was the last straw. <laughs> I was done with 2021. So let's take a look at this passage together. And, and we're going to break this wall down into three sections. 
Um, and the first section is looking at what God the Father has done. So there the author um, says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And this is why we're praising God. He chose us. He chose us in him before the foundations of the earth were laid. He chose us. And he chose us to be holy and blameless in his sight. How many of you are comfortable doing like odd jobs around the house? <laughs> you better be. Have you ever had a, a, a something go wrong in the house and you looked at the, at the, the problem and you said, ah, I know it's wrong, I can fix it. And then you realize you don't have the tools to fix it. You ever had that? That's the most frustrating thing. I'm not confident doing things around the house, but when I'm like, ooh, that's an easy fix. I can do that. Kimberly's like, that never happened. But when that happens, and I'm like, yes, I can do that. And then I go to the the garage to get the tools, and I can't find the tools. So frustrating. You need to select the right tool for the job to get it done well. And that's important. God chose us. And one of the problems is we, we, we take that chosen word and we're like, what does that mean? Because sometimes in history, the people of God have gotten that word really wrong. You look at the history of Israel. We're chosen. We're favored. You're not. And Jesus came and he combated that notion, right? He fought with that notion. When he got angry, it wasn't against people on the margins. It was with the religious elite those who had it all together. And he's like, you, you missed your purpose. You got the wrong tool for the job. But when we are chosen, it's not just because God thinks we're extra special and the rest of the people aren't. He's chosen us to be a blessing to those people. He's chosen us to be the instrument he wants to use to bring his light and his life, his joy and his peace to the world around us. We are chosen for a purpose. That's what it means to be chosen. It's not that we're better than anybody else. It's that we can be used by God because we recognize we need him, just like the rest of the world needs him. He chose us before the foundations of the earth were laid, and he calls us to be holy and blameless. To be holy is to be set aside for a particular purpose. When we had all the ice in the driveway this week, um, I went to get the de-icer in the bag at the, in the garage, and I grabbed my yogurt container. I, I used proper tools, and I started spreading it around. And I looked down into the bag of salt, and I, I was like, what is that black thing? I pulled it out. It was a socket wrench. <laughs> a socket wrench I was looking all over for this summer to do a job on the motorcycle. Don't know how it got there. But there it was. I'm like, oh, good, I'll put it back next year. I'll be less frustrated. But holy is to be set aside for a purpose. And to be blameless is to be before God in accordance with his will. He doesn't have to correct. We're, We're going along with what he wants us to do. So we're starting this new year of 2022. And as we do that, 
I mean, a lot of us, including myself, I'm including myself here, we're just frustrated and tired and don't want to do this anymore. What would it be like, instead of just slipping into that sort of mantra of negativity, (laughs) what would it be like if we actually said, wait a second, God chose me at this, to be here at this point in history amongst the people I'm around for a purpose. These aren't just random things happening. He's actually called each of us right now to do the work he's called us to do. I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that everything that happens in your life was the will of God. There's a lot of fallenness and brokenness in the world. Things happen that I believe aren't in accordance with God's will. But he has called you to be faithful to him for the sake of the world right now. How would 2022 be different if that was where our focus was? That God is sovereign and he's called me here for a purpose. That's the first section of the wall focusing on what God the Father has done. The next section of the wall focuses on what Jesus has done. And it says there, in Jesus we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. And then skipping down, the purpose of this is to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Do you remember when we could sing in church? Oh wait, that was last week. Right, that was last week. Um, one of the songs we used to sing here was called Above All. Do you remember that song? I love that song. Uh, the, the, this is how the chorus goes. Crucified, laid behind a stone, you lived to die, rejected and alone, like a rose trampled on the ground, you took the fall and thought of me above all. Isn't that beautiful? I don't agree with it. Have a good week. That, that second line says you live to die. I don't think that's true. I think that it became necessary, but I think Jesus came to unite heaven and earth in himself. And if you talk to our Orthodox brothers and sisters, they would agree that the climax of creation didn't happen on the cross. It happened in the manger, right? It happened when Jesus was born. Heaven and earth were united in a way never before seen. And that's what God's desire was from the very beginning. Jesus came to live. He came to live and to show us what life was like. The cross became necessary when we rejected him. And he took our place so that we could know life. But one of the problems I think that we have as Christians is that we are stuck in the tomb. We feel guilty all the time for things. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing what I should be doing. If God only knew, if you only knew what I thought about, wouldn't be here. Couldn't do anything. My friend Mike uh, challenged me once when he said, he said, you got to get out of your tomb. Because I was kept thinking, I'm just, I'm messed up. I can't do what I want to do. And, and it's just, you know, I'm saying with Paul, the things I want to do, I can't do the things I don't want to do, those things I keep doing. What's going on with this? What would it look like in 2022 if we recognize guilt for what it was and it's a tool of the enemy to keep us down? And what if we walked out of our tomb into the light 
and just said, I haven't earned this. I can't deserve it. But God loves me like a precious child. He delights in me. What if we focused on God's delight for, for you, for me? And how that changes how we live and act. We can't get things right. We're messed up. God delights in you. God wants to free you from sin and death. When, when the Israelites were redeemed, they were freed from Egyptian slave masters. When we, as the people of God, are redeemed, we are freed from sin and death and the guilt that goes along with it so that we can live in a life of love. That's what we're called to be. That's what we're called to do. We have been chosen at this time for a purpose. We have been redeemed from the guilt of sin and are invited to live a life of ever-increasing intimacy with our loving Father. So what would it look like in 2022 to walk out of your tomb? What would that look like for you? We are chosen. We are freed. The third section of this word wall um, is focusing on the Holy Spirit. Paul, in the, in the letter here, he says, uh, he switches from we to you. You were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. This June, it will be six years since we moved up to Fredericton. Six years. Man. And when we were leaving our home in French Village outside of St. John, the moving company came in and they looked at all of our furniture and all the boxes and everything and they took these little yellow stickers with numbers on them. Have you experienced this? Every item in your house has an orange sticker with a number on it. And that sticker basically said, these items from number whatever to whatever belong to the Ranson family and they will go on this truck and they will be delivered to this address guaranteed six years later we are still follow, fo finding these stickers it's crazy they're everywhere you found one yesterday <laughs> it's nuts but that's the idea of what's going on here when we are marked with the holy spirit we are told we you are a child of god you are his possession he has redeemed you and he's going to see that you're delivered to your destination the whole thing with predestination in this passage has gotten a lot of people messed up and confused and scared. I'm elected to go to heaven. Well, that person's elected to go to hell. That's not the point. God wants us to live in relationship with him. That's his predetermined will for everyone. Um, and we are called to the purpose of actually reflecting his character and his love to this world around us. The Holy Spirit, do you believe in God? a sign of the holy spirit do you want more from god you don't feel satisfied that's a sign of the holy spirit in addition to the gifts and all the wonderful things that the holy spirit can do but the the, the fact that you want god that's not from you that's from the holy spirit if you've got loved ones in your in your in your family you've got loved ones who have no desire pray for the holy spirit for their lives keep praying it that they would come to know and desire a deeper relationship with God. 
Sometimes the road from point A to point B, from French Village to Fredericton, gets bumpy and things get broken. But everything arrived. And God is so much more trustworthy than, which company did we use? Can't even remember. In 2022, what would it look like, in addition to saying, I am chosen for a purpose at this time, and I have been freed to live as a child of God, what would it look like to dedicate yourself to the service of God every single day? In my Ignatian prayer group, that we do this with a grace. We, we pray that God would give us grace that all of my actions and my intentions and my reactions would be uh, governed by the Holy Spirit so that it would be for the greater service and praise of God. What would it look like for each of us to do that in 2022? Let's pray together. Bless you, Lord. Bless you for what you have done. Lord, as we have looked at the, at the big picture here, to remember that from the very beginning you created us for love and in love, that we might respond in love from the very beginning. Lord, we pray that you would work in such a way in our lives that we would bless you and bless others in your name. Be glorified in your church this year. Be glorified in how we conduct ourselves when, when Dr. Russell gives us discouraging news. Be glorified in how we engage with people who don't agree with that, with that news, when they're frustrated and angry. Lord, use us to bring peace. Use us to bring your encouragement and your blessing. And Lord, we pray that through the witness of your church, your kingdom would be extended that people would know your light and be drawn into your grace. Be glorified, Jesus. We pray this all in your name. Amen.